I'm Mexican, so I fuck to the Mexican hat dance rhythm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm over here going, and no more R and B, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're on the same bed, it's horrible. So that separate room. <laughs> In the beginning, did you have to make a lot of mistakes before you got so good? Oh yeah, we made lots of mistakes. She was a little hottie white girl. Oh yeah, with a great body, uh-huh. firm, oh, great young. legs, pretty feet. <laughs> Young. Ideal, right? Oh, just awesome. Fresh, fresh vagina, fresh breath. I'm in the other bed with his wife and I'm pounding her and she's like, fuck me hard. Oh, yeah. And I'm like drilling her into the mattress and making it the whole bed shake. And she's like, come inside my pussy. She's very vocal. Come inside my pussy. And we're we're wearing condoms. Yeah. Here we are making a lot of noise. His wife is being very vocal. And you can imagine he's on the next bed, three feet away, struggling to get an erection. Mm When we got our hormones in balance, I got super horny and I made a confession to my husband. I said, hey, babe, I think I want to try chicks. Oh, get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so sex talk. Yeah, it it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Before we talk to this DTF couple, have you heard yet? You can now show your love and support for us here at Consenting Adults and get some love in return. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn and find out about the bonus content and exclusive invites you'll get for showing us your support. Uh, we've got some special shout outs now to GP in the OC for being the first person to sign up for a Cherry on Top membership. Also, Maine, as in the state, 2387. And Michael, who's known on SLS and Cassidy as Sibian Master. We've got more shout-outs coming up next week. But again, go to buymeacoffee.com and learn about the extra stuff you're going to get, including Friday confessions from our listeners. These confessing adults kind of tell you everything and include real pictures. We're also building a community where we'll get to know each other on a more personal level. And you don't have to be in the lifestyle to be a part of this. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn. My guests today are a really sexy couple. Isis is 37. She's in the medical field. Mm. Eros is 40. He works in commercial real estate. A successful, intelligent couple. Boy, doing things in the bedroom no one would guess. Uh, They've been married, uh, well, been together for over 16 years. They have kids. An open marriage for three years. So you've only been in the lifestyle for three years or... I mean, is there a difference between being in the lifestyle, being swingers, and having an open marriage? Yeah, Haleena, there is a difference. Yeah, we have been in the lifestyle or what when we considered we started the lifestyle for a little over three years now, three and a half. I mean, for a long time, we didn't do anything. We fantasized. We had a lot of talk in the bedroom. And then it was a while before we actually started playing with other couples. There is quite a spectrum um, when you when you say lifestyle. It's really an umbrella. Some people want to go and just be voyeurs or be exhibitionists or some people are into playing or polyamory. They want to have relationships with other couples or a boyfriend or girlfriend on the side. So there's definitely a spectrum. 
But you've been together for 16 years. What made you delve into this? Uh, well, my husband will take this one, but our we, doctor turned yeah. us into swingers. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, doctor. Yeah. Okay. We were vacationing in Las Vegas. We our libido was okay, but it wasn't great. We decided that we needed to visit somebody to help us with our libido. So we mm-hmm. found an anti aging specialist. Oh, the type of doctor who does testosterone level checks, uh, endocrine work, and just to make sure your body works as youthful as possible. Mm-hmm. Turns out my wife and I were both low in testosterone. Yes. We uh, did blood labs. They pulled um, a lot of blood, maybe six little, eight little vials, and they checked everything from our liver function to everything having to do with body and optimal performance, right? This guy does bodybuilders and celebrities, things like that, people who want to be at their best. Turns out, based on our labs, that once we got on testosterone and we started eating better, doing staple exercises, getting back to really the the basics of of good health, right? Yeah. E- eating well, good things sleep, like that. Yeah. yeah, that our libido went through the roof. So, and we, till oh. this day, we tell our doctor, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, you turned us into swagers." He's like, "But are you having fun?" <laughs> that was his first comment. Yeah, yeah, are you having fun? Nice. Okay, so this doctor gets you living and eating a little bit healthier. But what the heck? How did the whole swinging? Th- I mean, what? <laughs> How did that start? Well, when we got our hormones in balance, I got super horny, and yeah. I made a confession to my husband. I said, hey, babe, I think I want to try chicks. Oh, I want to experience other women. And he said, well, let's go. (laughs) Of course, let's go. So we went online, we, you know, seeking arrangement or Craigslist. That's that's all we knew at the time. And that turned out to be a disaster um, because the single women had a lot of drama or they wanted their rent paid. And we're like, we don't have to Mm. do it this way. So we met some couples. They turned us on to swinger dating websites. And then we started meeting couples. And after we met the right couple, I had a couple girl-on-girl experiences. That lasted like two weeks. And then we were soft swap, which we can talk about. It's everything, you know, a type of play style where you do everything up to penetration. And that lasted for two weeks. And then once we met the right couple, I'm like, babe, you know what? I prefer Dick. I'd rather have a man. Let's fuck other couples. And he was like, okay, because he wanted to fuck the chicks too. Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Had you ever had any kind of bisexual tendencies or anything? I did not have any play experience, but I noticed that I would get really wet when I would watch girl on girl porn. So I thought, okay, well, there's something to this. I'm curious about it. And once I had the actual experience between a man and a woman, I realized that the man did it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it has to be the right man, but men in general do it for me. And I'm okay with women, but I'm not bi-curious anymore. And I wouldn't say I'm truly bisexual. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable just having a girlfriend on the side or having only girl-on-girl time. My wife will tolerate it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the other woman needs it or wants it. they need it as an appetizer. She'll, she's a good sport. My, yeah. my wife is a very good wingman or yeah. wing person. <laughs> nice. I got you okay. back, babe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So can you tell me about your first full swap experience? Yeah. I mean, that we call it our full swap gone wrong because <laughs> oh. we were actually kind of dating a couple. We met this couple on a swinger dating website. We went to Lifestyle Club. We had the girl on girl time. They were actually really brand new, just like us. We were their first play experience. They were ours. And the girl was more into it than the guy. So she was always a couple steps ahead. She was really flirty, really horny. She was sneaky. She was really naughty. I like her. She liked my husband and I liked her for him. Um, The guy was cute, kind of nerdy, you know, but intelligent. She she was a little hottie white girl. Oh, yeah. With a great body, Uh firm, great legs, pretty feet. (laughs) 
young. Ideal, right? Oh, just awesome. Fresh, fresh Perfect. vagina, fresh breath. Like just great. Yeah, yeah. And the guy also a white dude. Yeah. We became very attached to them. And mm-hmm. I think that was our mistake early on is that we were looking, originally, we didn't play a lot because we were looking for perfection in others. Correct. And we were screening people for polyamory situations, but we really should have just been screening them for people we can hang out with and have a great time with and then leave. But so this couple that full swap gone wrong, we had done, um, we went on several dates with them over several months, a lot. We saw them a lot and we started with the soft swap. We met at clubs, we played together. Then we finally decided to go full swap. The guy ended up in tears. Oh, he, he stole our potato chips. They ran out of the room. <laughs> but what's important about this is that, like my lady said, many couples are in different um, velocities in their own head about mm-hmm. the lifestyle. And we found this out early on and we know we can pick up on it very quickly now. And in this case, the woman wanted a lot. She wanted to go on vacations alone just with me. Mm -hmm. The guy also wanted to do some chit chatting with my wife, but their velocity was different than ours. And we just wanted to fuck. Like we wanted to play with them and leave, go back to our (laughs) children, go back to life, go back to work. They wanted more. They wanted to come over all the time, things like that. Right. Okay. So it was a situation where eventually we just started getting a little bit more distant with them and we just started becoming unavailable to their date requests. Mm -hmm. And yeah, basically the guy couldn't get it up. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this on here. Yeah. A lot of guys do, they get in their head. So they suffer with their erections. They can't get it up when the moment comes because they're either low T or they don't work out well, they don't sleep well, whatever it is. But or they just get nervous or anxious, They're or, overwhelmed. Yeah, just yeah. performing anxiety. Right. And so this man had that situation. He didn't have a problem before, right? So we did getting his dick hard. Not when we were doing soft swap stuff. But when mm-hmm. it was time to fuck, and, yep. and he saw my wife. My wife, she's she has nice curves and mm-hmm. super sexy, very Thank beautiful. You. I, you know, I, I think, and everyone else thinks. <laughs> Thank you. But when this, he had her on the bed. It, it didn't work. It wasn't it, happening. And then so, and then here I am on the other side, on the other bed. We always get two beds, by the way. You need more real estate. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the other bed with his wife and I'm pounding her and she's like, fuck me hard. Oh yeah. And I'm like drilling her into the mattress and making it the whole bed shake. And she's like, come inside my pussy. She's very vocal. Come inside my pussy. And we're, we're wearing condoms. <laughs> yeah. But here I am thinking I'm going to break this because con- I'm going hard. That's the fa- I'm yeah. like, I'm going to come. I'm going to give her what she wants. Exactly. So here we are making a lot of noise. His wife is being very vocal. And you can imagine he's on the next bed, three feet away, struggling to get an erection. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was our full swap gone wrong. One of our first experiences, it put us in a little bit of a funk. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it happens we and it can happen to, to a lot of people. A lot of learning lessons there. Yes. But, it's, but it didn't turn you off to the whole lifestyle thing. Oh, no, not at all. Every date or every experience we have in the lifestyle, we consider it a learning lesson. We used to, in the beginning, we used to kind of get down on ourselves. We call it the swingers funky fog. (laughs) You know, like if there are periods of time where you get messages, but the couples aren't ideal or- Or no messages. Or no messages at all. Or, you know, you meet for a drink. Those don't work out all the time or people flake or for whatever their own reasons are. We went through that swingers funky fog, but we realized- soon after that. It's not about us. It's about what the other couple's going through. And you really have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. We became really good at screening couples. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we, we're no bullshit right now. And if anyone ever <laughs> contacts us with a terrible opener, how <laughs> yeah. are you guys doing today? How are you? They're going to go to the bottom of the list. Probably won't even open it. I mean, yeah. we'll open it and Whoa. just reseal it. But okay. if um, we, we call it the down to fuck spectrum. Uh-huh. 
the velocity of a down to fuck date has to be at least over 50%, meaning they have to be flirty with us. We need to find them attractive. They need to send pictures. They need to show great effort. And in their initial message, they need to cover the basics, right? Who you are, what do you want? Where did you hear from us? Like who, where did you find out about us from what website? What do you look like? What are you looking for? Mm We want people to show effort. And mm-hmm. so we became really good at screening people. And I think if your listeners, if they get good at screening people, uh, that is going to help them dramatically because oh, yeah. gone are the days where they go on a blind date to a bar and the couple looks totally different mm-hmm. right? Or, or they no show, right? right. So anyway. <laughs> now, so you guys sound like you've really gotten the system down. You've gotten really good <laughs> at being swingers, right? But in the beginning, did you have to make a lot of mistakes before you got so good? Oh, Yeah. We made lots of mistakes. We had our moments where we had those, I wouldn't say they were arguments necessarily, but we had play scenarios where we're like, oh, I thought my husband went too far or he thought I was too loud. Or when we met a couple, you know, we didn't leave quick enough or, you know, we missed out on a lot of opportunities in the beginning because we were really picky and we had this selection criteria that was, you know, like a hundred point checklist, like a mortgage application. It was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. That was one of our biggest mistakes in the beginning is that we were looking for perfection and we were looking for a replacement for our spouse. Well, it, okay. Someone with similar qualities. Yeah. Like we, we didn't want to replace ourselves, yeah, yeah. but we wanted someone who was as good, um, not necessarily as good looking because we were not really, we don't really care. If someone's sexy mm-hmm. and they have a great vibe and the chemistry is amazing. Yeah. Then the looks are, yeah, they're important, but yeah, maybe they could be number two, three, four. Exactly. They have to really have, bring some good energy and good uh, flirty momentum with the situation. But what my wife said there, we missed out on friendships. We missed out on play opportunities. Yeah. We think back now on couples that reached out to us when we were very fearful in the beginning and we were full on germaphobes. We didn't want, <laughs> you're going to suck his dick and you're going to come and kiss me. Right. Uh, <laughs> no. no. And then my wife, you're going to eat her out. Don't you French kiss me after that? I right. don't want that in my mouth. Yeah, and, exactly. And then we think about it now. We're like, that sounds amazing. We <laughs> and, and then we take a look at the photos of the couples that we said no to in the beginning. And, yeah. we, and we feel idiotic. I mean, we yeah. we feel like we missed out on, hey, because they could have made, made wonderful friends. Mm-hmm. And also we found out that the way we were screening for people with our mortgage application, multiple point checklist, <laughs> we found out that we need to meet them in person first. Because at that point, a lot of the things that we were looking for in an ideal mate that we would share ourselves with and be intimate with and fuck, that those other things wouldn't be that important. Mm -hmm. So we started giving people a chance. And then in our heads, we were giving them a chance. But the truth is, and I think every swinger can relate, and Mm -hmm. if they don't go there in their head with this, they need to. You think you're giving someone a chance. A lot of times they're giving you a chance. Yeah. A lot of times... They're, they feel like they're taking one for the team to meet you. You have to be very confident in the lifestyle. Sometimes you um, become overly confident and you think you're the one calling the shots. You're not. Mm-hmm. You just have to be good at screening. And that's one of the things that we, uh, that we started getting super good at is um, sifting, sorting, and prioritizing our couples when we go to Vegas. We're in Vegas every weekend, not every weekend, like every other weekend, mm-hmm. twice a month. Wait a second. Wait, where do you guys live? Los Angeles. <laughs> oh. We work in Vegas. We have buildings there. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have experienced a lot. If I asked you, like, what are some of the hottest situations you've gotten yourselves into? Is the answer the same for both of you, or do you guys have different uh, episodes in mind? A little different. For me, the hottest experiences that we've had so far 
when we've met a really wonderful couple and we've done a separate room play scenario with them, meaning we all go out on a date, we meet on the same night, and then we move either at a hotel or their house, and then we go to separate bedrooms to play. I go with the husband and my husband goes with the swap wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we check in with each other in about 90 minutes or so, probably have a drink, maybe a small bite, and then do another round. Yeah. Oh. Separate, round two. Separate room play is amazing. That's it, been hot. It only yeah. works when you know a couple well and you've mm-hmm. gone out before and maybe you've done a same room swap, um, a full swap, but you know, two beds in a hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And once you know a couple pretty well and they're also cool with separate room, there are mm-hmm. a lot of couples that love that. For many reasons, by yeah. the way, many guys can't get hard unless they have a little privacy. They start feeling a little bit more sneaky. Yeah. They can't say the things with their wife right next to them on the same bed. So same bed is really terrible, actually. Yeah. I don't know why swingers love that. It's For us, it's terrible. It's hot. <laughs> it's miserable. And it, the, the cadences are different. The movements yeah. are different. And I'm Mexican, so I fuck to the Mexican hat dance rhythm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm over here going, And I'm more R&B. You know, like, yeah, yeah, girl. (laughs) And if you're on the same bed, it's horrible. So that's separate room. (laughs) So we have what we call a few separate room couples that are go-to couples that we've known for a while. Mm -hmm. And those are so hot in those evenings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. So we know what you really like. Is there anything that you just don't like? Like you just, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go there and not even give a chance. Well, no anal. Mm. You know, no butt stuff. I mean, I'm okay with it, like licking ass, eating ass. You'll let a guy lick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. A little mm. finger is okay too. Finger. How about probing your ass with his tongue? That's you okay? good. Yep. You're good with that. I'm good with that. You just know anal sex. No, a- yeah, exactly. No dick up my butthole. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then no violence. That's right. a big no no. Um, uh, oh, you mean like impact play stuff? Yeah. Uh, slap a little- Because you see it as violence. Well, yeah. No, you know, I don't want to bleed. I don't want to be left with a mark. Right. On my body. I'm not into that. Um, and you're both straight? Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't I don't really want a guy near me at all. <laughs> I'm not a homophobe. I'm more about comfort. Yeah. And I don't want a guy's hairy leg next to me if I'm trying to focus on his wife. Yeah. So, well, wait a second. What if he's shaved? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we've we've been in scenarios where the guy you know, there there's what we call needy couples. That you know, they need to be close to each other. They they love it. They want to <laughs> they want to kiss each other. Then they kiss the other person, and they want to grab a tit, and they want to reach over and grab a leg, and kind of orgy style, right? The people mm-hmm. that love the puppy pile. Yeah, we hate that shit, dude. Because my wife gets overheated, she gets sweaty, she feels gross, she gets turned off. Yeah, um, I can't concentrate. I prefer to focus on my partner, and so does my mm-hmm. husband. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we grew to really enjoy separate beds. Like two beds in a room is fine. Two beds in the same room. Lena, I want to say something for the benefit of your listeners. Mm-hmm. Yes. We found over the course of the past three years that when you're all on, on one bed, the guy holds back. How many times, sweetie, will the men whisper in your ear, very low volume, yeah. telling you, you have a perfect pussy, mm-hmm. you're so beautiful, and they're so quiet because they don't want their wife to hear. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They're so quiet that I have to ask them. I what did you say, say? What? What'd you say? <laughs> I hear oh, it. Oh, that's sexy. Yeah. That's so sexy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he has to be loud and he doesn't want to say it again because he knows. His wife is there. His, his wife is right there. And then the woman is whispering in my ear going, your cock is thick. I love it. Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck me. Take me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, 
to do it. And then, so she's whispering in my ear, the guy's whispering in my wife's ear, my wife and I, <laughs> we, we, we think, you know, this is a shit show. Yeah. Everyone's holding back right, right. here. And then my wife, <laughs> she'll, she'll say like, well, I don't want to make it feel like his cock is so huge. So I'm not going to exaggerate my pleasure sounds. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll do some pleasure sounds, but I'm not going to go crazy. So now my wife's holding back. Mm-hmm. And then me, the wife will ask me questions. Oh yeah, does that feel good? And I, I'll say things like, "Yeah, you're yeah, you're hot. Oh, your pussy's so pretty." Yeah, and and I'm I'm telling her things, but I'm also holding back. So you have a shit show when you're on one bed. Mm-hmm. The, the rhythms are totally different. The the guy wants to do oral for twenty minutes with my wife. I the lady's asking me to fuck her right away, so yeah. I'm going to start moving the bed, making Get everyone car sick, and moving everything. <laughs> The woman is whispering into into my ear because she doesn't want her husband to hear how mm-hmm. naughty she is and her naughty fantasies. And then ladies all the time, they'll say things like, come in my pussy, fill me up, fill me up deep. And then I'll say, and we're wearing condoms, but um, her fantasy is such that come in my pussy. And then I'll ask questions like, do you want me to come deep inside your pussy, mm-hmm. deep inside or on the outside so you can see it on your pussy lips? And then they'll say, you know, different women will say different mm-hmm. things. Oh yeah, deep inside. Yeah, fuck me. Yeah. And then- but it's all secret. Yes. And I'm thinking, look, you're living the most amazing life that all of your neighbors and your friends would love to live, would love to experience. And you're holding back at the most critical, beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. You have permission from your wife yeah. and from your husband. You're doing this together as a team. What happened to being good wingmen? What happened to being and living this to, to the best potential? Yes. And they're holding back. So yeah. what did we do? Two beds. That solves it. That yeah. helps it. Everything. A yeah. lot. Yes. Okay. So two beds helps, two rooms even better. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember, we would only separate with a couple that we know, respect, and trust. And okay. we've played with them before. So I know that the guy's, he has a certain level of, uh, uh, he's he's going to bring it. He's, he's going to yeah. do a good job. He's going to perform. And he's not going to be some kind of weirdo. Or he's not going to try to do some something just, uh, yeah. Well, the dick you know, in the butt thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And look, if my right. wife, if she got freaky enough or if he smoked her out or if he, you know, did, she might actually, she might do I it. I might Who do knows? it if we knew them long enough. You know. Yeah. How do you guys find people? What have you found is the best way to find potential playmates? You got to get online. Swinger dating websites are the best way. Yeah. We talk about the, the velocity. The lifestyle is all about momentum velocity. But before you get to that, it's all about sales and marketing because Absolutely. your pictures have to catch the eye. We have to like what you wrote mm-hmm. and we have to find you at a base level attractive and we have to be able to tolerate you in a bar setting yeah. at least for 90 <laughs> minutes and then in a play scenario, uh, right? So it, it's a l- yeah. little small, small steps to a wonderful evening. Yeah. So your swinger dating website profile is going to be your best marketing tool to attract people's attention, singles or couples, you know, whatever you're into and attract their attention enough to send to get them to send you a message and start a conversation that we, hopefully leads to an in-person meet. And we talk about how to create a, a wonderful profile that gets mm-hmm. results on our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you to kind of uh, learn how to navigate this? You can find us on our website, priorysociety.com. That's P-R-I-O-R-Y. You can find everything about our show on the website and we've got merchandise. I mean, it's fun. We, we always say there are more people out there than you think. Oh yeah. Most people, I think they have the swinger DNA. They just don't give themselves permission to express it. We want to help people get to the fun faster because like we said early on, we wasted a lot of time about a year not playing because we were super paranoid, super picky. We didn't have a podcast to listen to. We didn't have someone holding our hand. So we want to be there and give back to people who are thinking about this or already in the lifestyle, but 
maybe they think they're not doing it right or they're having issues struggling a little bit. Any kind of data that they can receive uh, that will help them screen people better, I think it's going to be awesome. Hearing stories such as uh, on your podcast, hearing the mistakes people have made Mm -hmm. is so, so critical because the community, yes, it's extensive and expansive once you join, but for someone fantasizing about it, they might feel a little bit odd if they were brought up in a religious household. They may feel like they're super sneaky, something's Mm -hmm. wrong with them, maybe they're going to burn in hell. Yeah, right. So the escape, especially with the times that we've been living in the United States for the past year and a half, it's kind of nice that you would find level-headed and similarly-minded people out there that you can have a drink with. I mean, maybe someone new is listening to us right now and all they want is to have a flirty conversation with a potential and with a thought of maybe doing a swap in the future. But then, of course, you got perverts like us. We won't want to drink with you unless we know there's fuck at the at the end of the yeah. tunnel. Like, is there is there flirty potential? I don't care about that. Is there? Do you do you fuck other couples? And by the way, that's a pro tip. Yes, because you have Field and all these other websites that where people are like, well, I'm this, and I'm binary this, and non-binary, and I'm yeah. this, and people have labeled this thing through the roof that it's kind of hard to figure out what people actually do and mm-hmm. what they will do. So our go-to question for all your listeners is, do you guys fuck other couples? Because That's all you want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you are a non-binary, uh, this and that, and you're this and that, but you're open to poly and you do swing and you'd like to be a unicorn if you're a chick on the weekend. And, and then the guy is like, well, I'm monogamish and I'm this. I'm like, dude, do you fuck other couples? Yeah. It's all that we want to know because you can go back to your world of all the beautiful things that, you, that you've labeled yourself. That's awesome. But we want to know when we meet on Friday, is this thing going down or are we just going to chit chat about something else. And you don't have any time for that. Well, we have children, businesses. And I I think, by the way, I think that the people that resonate with us generally, Lena, these are people who um, either have careers, they have children, they're busy, they might Mm -hmm. have church on the weekends. They have a lot of things going on and they don't have time for bullshit. They don't have time to cultivate a relationship by chat only to have the person not show up or the couple not show up because, oh, they just wanted to flirt. Yeah. What are the chances you both have a night off together? You paid for babysitting. You have the evening free for several hours, maybe overnight, to do adult things. Yeah. I mean, there are couples out there that only play when they're out of town or they may right. not get out very often. And so this couple has made all the arrangements to have a date with you and they're ready to play. You know, you, we don't want to waste people's time. We don't want people wasting our time. We're, so we're very direct in that way. And I, for one, really appreciate that directness. If you'd like to connect with this couple, you can also find them on Twitter. They're at Priory Society. All right, next time on Consenting Adults, even in the lifestyle, there are committed relationships. But what can happen when one of you breaks up? Something happened in their relationship and they ended up breaking up. And when that happened, we were kind of left with nothing because we weren't, we hadn't been dating, our profiles hadn't been active. We hadn't been going to a club. We kind of were like in a free fall of, well, I guess we're out of the lifestyle for now. And we didn't, we spent a couple years not making any moves to re-engage anything, just to kind of like reassess. That's next time on Consenting Adults.